gifts of healing comes in the area of backs. Yeah, he, what he's saying is the Lord has used him in the area of the gifts of healings. And uh, one area is in the area of backs. So oh, the Lord knew that. Praise the Lord. So, you, you know, you can lay hands on their backs, their, their front, whatever. Let's just thank God for health and healing springing forth. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for stretching forth thine hand to heal and granting a sign and a wonder to be wrought in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you now for it, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet in the name of Jesus. Amen. Just do something you couldn't do before. Maybe it wasn't comfortable to do. Thank you, Lord. So be it. Everyone say, so be it. According to thy word. So be it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you for their healing power of God being in manifestation tonight. Thank you that which is wrong turning out right. That which was filled with pain now filled with, with, uh, with the power of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Who else has back, back issues? Step right up here to the front. Who else? Just come right up here. Who else back? Hallelujah. Uh, you too? Come on up. Praise the Lord. Specifically back. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Here's a few more. Tony. How do you say Tony? Well, never mind. Go ahead. Are you excited, guys? Your friends and your... Aren't you excited? They're getting healed? Glory. It's something to be thankful for. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. Change positions for a moment. Just stand up. And I'll tell you one way to activate your faith is just to stretch forth your hand. You know, pray for them just like it was your mom, your dad, your real brother or sister. They are your real brothers and sisters. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Master, for stretching forth your hand. Thank you for heavenly grants. Heavenly grants. Heavenly grants, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Expect it. Believe it. Receive it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory. That's right. That's right. Right there. That's right. Hallelujah. Glory. All chronic conditions are under his feet. Say it with me. All chronic conditions are under the feet 
of the Master. Every knee, every pain, every disease must bow its knee. We proclaim the name, the name above every name. Now the rest, Tony and, and uh, Alexandria, go ahead and just lay hands on them and uh, follow them quickly, guys. The power of God's here. Then I have something I want to say to you folks that had hands laid on you for back. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It is true. It is true unto us according to your word. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's right. Glory. Receive now. Receive now. Receive, not in your head, but receive in your heart. Receive. Say it with me. This is my receiving day. I am a believer and I receive health and healing from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I am healed. I am whole. I am sound in every area of my life. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Yes, obviously your shoulder's been paining you, right? You've got your hand on your shoulder. Hand on your shoulder, okay? So that area, we'll have them put their hands on you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, brakishte basata. Go ahead and pray a little bit. Won't hurt you. Yeah, le moko shata. Yete somoka la base kelite le moko. Ne le busure de boka. Ne shele provoro de lea tatasana. Yeah, that's it right there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is God all the while working in our lives. Working out his will, doing of his good pleasure. Oh, Brasikela Mosiah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory. Now, a couple of things. And I say this, I believe, by the leading of the Spirit. You that have had hands laid upon you, specifically in the area of your back, though you may not feel in your body a hundred percent relief and healing, it has begun. It has begun. So do not turn the switch of faith off, but keep the switch of faith turned on. And that which is a certain percent will become a greater percent. For I remind you that I'm God and I'm all the while at work in you energizing and doing and bringing about the good pleasure of my will. It delights me to touch your body and to cause health and healing to spring forth. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Woo. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. The Bible says that when the man at the gate beautiful was healed, he went walking and leaping and praising God. The woman that was bowed over for many years, when she was touched by the master, she was immediately made straight and she glorified God. So keep the switch of faith turned on, but also keep the switch of praise turned on. For praise and faith will cause fullness of manifestations to come into your life. Amen? Thank you, Lord. And the other thing I had in my spirit as we were just kind of praying is um, the anointing. The anointing. The anointing is not just to mend those that are ailing in their physical beings, but the anointing mends those that are broken in heart. You heard it said in days past that it is the anointing that does what? Removes the burdens and destroys the yoke. It takes that which is broken and makes it whole again. So if you will listen carefully tonight, though you may not see in the natural any way for me to turn your situation around, I would say to you that my anointing is hovering over you tonight and waiting for you to say yes to me. Yes, Lord, yes. That which in the natural realm looks completely gone and broken. Yes, Lord, yes. I'm willing for it to be mended and to it to be whole and all that was wrong to be made right by the Spirit of grace. God's speaking to people tonight. God's speaking to people tonight. I know of certain situations because I'm the pastor of the church. But there's a lot of things I don't know about, but the Lord knows about. And I tell you, the anointing is applicable to you and your situation if you'll just say, yes, Lord. Oh, Rabasata, Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes to your will. Yes, yes, yes to your way. Yes, yes to your plan. For the plans that I have for you are good and I have not changed my mind. Even though you would stray, I am your Lord and I'll bring you back and I'll give you a new way and bring you up greater and stronger in every area of your life. That's what the anointing is saying. Hallelujah. Let's raise our voice and let's raise our hands and thank you. Oh, brekishte masatai. Oh, brapasure dishtele bahai. Hallelujah. The anointing destroys yokes of lack and poverty. 
He said in his word that he's given us the power to get wealth. That's the anointing. And so the anointing will come upon you if you will leave your way and say yes to my way. And if you will cooperate with biblical principles concerning tithing and giving and receiving, I'll open up greater windows of opportunity before, for you. Oh yeah, my storehouse is vast and my storehouse is great. So receive the anointing and then make a demand upon it with your faith. And surely the showers of blessing shall overtake you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Well, it's a good night. It's an awesome night to be feeding on manna from heaven. And we're going to be having communion tonight in a little while. But I want to share with you some things I believe that I believe the Holy Spirit would, would just enlarge in our hearts, if you will, and, and, and just cause a, a greater proportion of faith to be receiving from the Lord here in this year of 2012. How many of you know the Holy Spirit's the teacher? I can't teach without His help. I'm thinking, God, I have His help. But you can't really even hear or receive without making a decision to hear and to receive. So let's just open our hearts and say, Holy Spirit, teach us, minister unto us this night in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I want you to turn with me to Psalms 103. And we're going to look at verse 20, the 103rd Psalm. And uh, notice with me in verse 20, and we're going to notice this from the Amplified Version. You know, David is going through a very difficult time. And he's writing about it and he's uh, talking about it. And yet, in the midst of a very difficult situation... David heard from heaven. And what he heard from heaven is something about a set time of favor that was coming upon Zion. Now, Zion is a type of the church, and we are the church of the living God. Amen? So, in Psalm uh, 103, did I say verse 13? Verse 20, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to look it up. We might be having some technical difficulties, and that's okay. Psalms 103. And we'll notice with me now, in verse 20. From the Amplified Version. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think I've got the wrong verse. Psalm 103. And uh, we're going to pause for station identification. (laughs) Hold steady. In the book of Psalms, David is prophesying. I I can tell you what he's saying. I just can't find the scripture right now. But David is saying, thou shalt arise. I missed it by a chapter. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, 
for the set time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. Now let's look at this in the Amplified Version. The set time of favor is here and the set time of favor is right now. You know, when God sets something in motion and when God puts it in His plan and in His program, no devil in hell can stop it. Nothing that darkness would do to stop God's plan of favor for his church can stop it. You and I are favorites of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice this with me. It says, for it is time to have pity and compassion for her. Yes, the set time has come, the designated moment. I believe that we are in a season not of light dew and light fog. But I believe that we are in a season of heavy favor. The forecast for the remaining of 2011 and for all of 2012, as far as I'm concerned, as for me in my house, as for me in this church, is heavy fog. Heavy favor. The favor of God is here for you and the favor of God is here for me. Now, I believe that we have seen demonstrations of his favor. We have seen the goodness of God. We have seen great things that the Lord has done. But I believe that he has saved the very best for the last. Now, if you have experienced fog, raise your hand. I'm talking about natural fog. Now, how many of you know that natural fog can be very light? Right? And it can also be very heavy. To where you can't see where you're going. And I believe that the illustration is this. We've experienced some light fog. But the fog is about to get heavier. The glory is about to get stronger. The miracles are about to get in greater proportion. Say it with me, heavy fog. Let's look at uh, Luke chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 17 through 19. Uh, And let's look at this in the Amplified Version. Luke, the fourth chapter. There was handed him the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened the book and he found the place where it was written. Think about that. Jesus went to synagogue as a way of life. Notice with me in verse 18. And here's what he was saying and here's what he was reading. He was declaring that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me, the anointed one, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who have been oppressed, those who are downtrodden, 
bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. In other words, he's saying, the anointing is upon me to change your situation. And look at verse 19. He said to proclaim, you see, in order for things to happen, they must be proclaimed. In order, therefore, to be manifestations of favor, there must be declarations of favor. You know, you can just hear a nice message by Pastor Mark the first part of this year, and you can say, boy, wasn't that nice. But it is a different scenario altogether when you hear with the intention to do. That when you leave church, you are going to proclaim what you have heard. So he said, I am proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord. The day when salvation, read the rest with me, and the free favors of God profusely abound. Now that doesn't sound like light dew, does it? That doesn't sound like light fog. That sounds like some heavy fog to me. Now I want us to read that last part again. The day when salvation and the free favors of God. Notice. How is this favor going to abound in your life? Listen to the definition. Profuse or profusely means this. Spending or giving freely in a large amount. It also means often to have excess. Or extravagant, abundantly, something that is free. And so the free favors of God have been proclaimed by the master that they are going to be an abundant manifestation in the year of the acceptable year. Whoo, glory. Now listen to what the, the message says. The message in verse 19 says to announce, that's to proclaim, this is God's year. What about this year? This is God's year to act. This is God's year to act. In other words, God is going to move in my life like he's never moved before because I'm going to move in him. It's in him I live, in him I move, and on him I have my being. This is the day of deliverance. This is the year for God to act. See, God's been acting all along. But because so many Christians are acting up, it's difficult for God to act on their behalf. But notice with me, he says, now I am proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord. Now the acceptable year of the Lord was the year of Jubilee. And you will discover that in Leviticus chapter 25... That every 50th year, they would take the shofar. You know what a shofar is, don't you? It's like a horn that the Jews would blow. And when the shofar was blown, it oftentimes meant to gather as a congregation. 
It also meant things about gather for a celebration. Well, the year of Jubilee, the acceptable year of the Lord, when that shofar blew, it let everyone know in that area that restoration time was now. When the shofar was blown, that means all their debts were canceled. They may have been a slave standing over there in the field, but when they heard the shofar blow, they put their pick and their shovel down and said, I'm gone. Woo! Blow the shofar in the local church. How do we do that? How do we proclaim and attach ourselves to this jubilee that is so freely given. You see what Jesus is saying in Luke chapter 4:18, he's saying, "I am your jubilee." You see the jubilee was a celebration every 50 years, but I am your oh glory. I am your jubilee manifest in the flesh. You don't have to wait any longer. Now is your day. Now is your year. It's time for you to act on my word and I'll back you up. I receive it. Oh, I receive it. The acceptable year of the Lord. So one way that we tap into this and not the only way is found in Psalms 107 verse 2. Psalms 107 verse 2 says this. Let the redeemed... Of the Lord. Say so. Your voice becomes like a trumpet, if you will. Figuratively speaking, in the realm of the spirit. We said it a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday morning. In Job 28, 22, it says, you shall decide and decree a thing. In other words, you'll make the decision and you will decree something. You will proclaim something. And that which you have proclaimed shall be established unto you. In other words, it'll be made firm. It'll be fixed. It'll be settled. It'll come to such a place in your life that it becomes a common experience. But we must then blow our shofar. It's one thing for Tony to blow his shofar. It's one thing for Pastor Tom to blow his shofar. But every one of you have got a shofar, if you will, given by the Spirit of God. Therefore, in this day, in this hour, it becomes necessary to lift up your voice and declare what God's Word has said about you. Amen. 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 Glory to God. You shall decide a thing. And you shall decree it and declare it, and it will be established unto you. You see, on one hand, not every Christian is going to have it established in their life. Those guys over there out in the field, in Leviticus chapter 25, when the shofar was blown, they just could have stood around and said, Wow, I wonder what that means. And so it becomes important that we understand what our responsibility is to do with this word. Amen? Amen. 
Notice with me now. Luke 4.19 says, To announce that this is God's year to act. Now look over quickly with me to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7. I want to look at the amplified version of this. Now, I don't think that anybody would argue with the fact that in the natural realm and the economy and all those things, it's been pretty rugged since about 2008, right? But what I wonder is what good is it for us to continually remark about that? What, what, good, what good is a commentary to you and to me about the economy? I mean, you can turn on the television, you can see all the talking heads, right? And they're, you know, commenting on this and commenting on that. Comment all you want. But I believe with our shofar, we can go from commentary to changing some things. Are you listening? And I believe this, that there's been a lot of remarks out there. And remarking about how difficult things are and how bad things are are not going to do one bit of good. I mean, it's a reality, right? But we have a higher reality. We have a higher fact. The fact is, is we can go from remarking to remaking. What do you mean remaking? What I'm talking about is through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that the things which we see were not made out of those things which do appear. See, God has given you the ability as a spirit being created in His image and in His likeness the ability to be a speaking spirit. To speak spirit words out of your heart, out of your mouth, that will literally frame the world that He has designed for you to live in. I don't know what kind of world that most people are living in. But the kind of world that I have chose to live in is I'm living in the world of the Word. And I make my decisions based on His Word. Not based on anything else. And if that sounds tenacious to you, you better believe it's tenacious. But I think this, that the Word of God says that the kingdom of God must be taken with some sort of spizzerinctum. We got to exercise some strong, violent faith. Amen. So stop remarking and start remaking. Stop commenting and start changing. Well, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Three years from now, you'll be saying the thing, same thing. I don't know what I'm going to do. Is that God's plan? Is that God's will for your life? He didn't come so that you wouldn't know what to do. 
He came that you'd have life and that you by the spirit of God would have the spirit of seeing and the spirit of knowing so that you would always be in the right place at the right time so that you would be filled with the wisdom of God so that when life's decisions knock on your door and some decisions need to be made, you'll make it according to the will and the plan and the purpose and the wisdom of God. Stop commenting about how bad things have been. And start commenting on what the Word says about your situation. If I was a beggar, I'd beg you to do it. But I'm not a beggar. I'm a believer. And I believe the best of every person in this church. That you know down on the inside of you that there is a better way. There's a higher way. There's a better life. And so what we can do then is we can align ourselves with what the word of the living God says. And boy, that's some good preaching. Turn me to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7. Paul was excited about this. Notice he said this about what God did. He said he did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages. When we make a decision to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and have the anointing show up in everything we do and everywhere we go, and when we proclaim that His favor goes before us and glory to God does for us what we cannot do for ourselves, down through the ages, we are going to see, notice this, the immeasurable, the limitless, the surpassing of His free grace, His unmerited favor. Everyone say favor. Favor. In His kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. To me now, immeasurable and limitless sounds like profuse. It sounds like abundance. It sounds to me like no lack. Amen? Notice that with me again. He would demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of His grace in His kindness and His goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. Listen to what a man of God is saying concerning 2012. And I believe in this ministry. Listen to what One of the leading prophets in the land is saying about 2012. What about 2012? 2012 will be a year of surprises. Some surprises are going to shake people up. And some surprises are going to shake people down. But those who are listening to my voice... Those that have made themselves available to my word and to my spirit, you will have surprises. Oh, not like the world and not like a lot of carnally minded Christians. Your surprises will come as suddenlies. Just like when my word said, and suddenly there came upon them. Now listen to this. And you will stand with a big smile on your face and say, 
I just got it suddenly, didn't I? <laughs> oh, yes. But it will not take you by surprise. Because I said in my word that I would show you things to come. I said in the word that what I speak, the Holy Ghost will hear and he will speak it unto you. How many of you are ready for some Holy Ghost surprises? Some Holy Ghost suddenlies. I mean, to one moment, he just turns you into another man. He just turns your situation around. Oh, glory to God. And there are those of you that are seeking my face and my voice and seeking my word and seeking my name and looking at me in my face while I'm looking at you in your face. And together we'll walk in this and we'll walk through this. I like that. And there will come a time when you'll just smile at me and I will smile at you and you will say, ha, ha, ha. I knew that all the time. Praise God. My father showed me what was coming and I was prepared for it. And it really didn't come upon me suddenly. But this other surprise that came on me. Oh, what a joy. Oh, what goodness. I wonder what else. My father has in store for me. David said, guys, he said, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. The truth of the matter is every one of us go through the valley of the shadow of death. Do we not? Everyone in this auditorium has faced some insurmountable circumstances. But the truth is this, is yea, though we're walking through it, he said, I'll be right there with you. And he said, I will never ever leave you or forsake you, and I will take you through to the other side. That's such good news. That's such good news in your midnight hour. That you can continuously have hope in God. This is God's year to act. But it's also our year to come up higher and to come up stronger in our commitment to Him. I'll be honest with you. There are some things that are happening in my life. And in Brenda's life that, quite frankly, we weren't ready for 30 years ago. Because it takes growth. And it takes maturity to get to a place where God can entrust you with greater fog. That's true. Amen. I'll just be honest about it. And so, along with this fog... (laughs) comes a heavier and a stronger commitment that is needed. Look with me to Psalm 65, verse 11. Walk in the fog. Sing in the rain. Psalm 65, verse 11, amplified version. I just stopped by to stir you up on New Year's Eve a little bit. I stopped by to give you the truth. The truth of God's word will set you free. Amen. 
Psalm 65, verse 11, amplified. Did you wear your shouting clothes? He says that I crown the year with my goodness and my paths drop fatness. Let's look at some other translations of that. Let's look at the amplified version. The amplified says he crowns the year with his bounty and his goodness. That sounds like favor to me. And the tracks of your chariot wheels drip with fatness. The new, the new NAS says it this way. Your paths drip with fatness. So we see here that God is crowning 2012 with his favor. God is crowning 2012 with his bounty, with his abundance, with his profuse, limitless power. And every chariot wheel that God has, every path that God leads us down, the Bible says it drips with fatness. And by the way, fatness in the Old Testament wasn't a bad thing. (laughs) Fatness and obesity is not what he's talking about there. When he's talking about all of his paths dripping with fatness... He's literally saying that everything that I have in store for those who will walk down my pathway will drip forth with abundance and fatness. Listen now. And you need to understand that when the scripture talks about fat, remember over there in Numbers 13, when he had the 12 spies to go out and to spy out the land, he told them, I want you to go out and see if the land, whether it's lean or fat. They came back with a report. The land was so dripping forth with abundance that they literally needed to take great big stakes to carry grapes. Clusters of grapes. That is a type of the promised land that Jesus Christ has brought us into. See, he didn't just bring us out of darkness. He brought us into fat city. He brought us into the kingdom. And this kingdom now is within you. Now there are some things that I want to talk about in closing. I don't have a long message, but I have a message that will impact your soul tonight. I want us to talk just for a few more moments. How that we can make sure then that all that's been preached on. And all that's been prophesied about, and there are some really good prophecies about 2012. And you know what happens sometimes? When words from the Lord don't come to pass, people come against the prophet. But you need to realize that prophecies are conditional. Listen to me. Prophecies most of the time are conditional. And so if something is spoken over the body of Christ and it doesn't come to pass in your life, don't blame the prophet. Take a check up from the neck up. In other words, did I hear with the intention to obey or did I just hear and archive that in my volume, if you will, of good messages? 
Oh boy, pastor was anointed last Sunday. Woo, he should have been there. What did he say? I don't know, but he ran up and down the aisles. <laughs> oh, the service was so good the other night. You should have been there, Pastor Tom, Pastor Kimberly. They, man, they had a strong anointing on That's great, and that's good. But how does that impact your midnight hour? How does that impact when the doctors throw up their hands and say, we can't do anything for you? How does that impact when the talking heads of the land comment and remark about how we're going down? I got news for you. We are going to make it through. And I'll tell you something else. You stay faithful. You do what is right in God's sight and favor will find you. I said, favor will find you. If favor could find Daniel in the lion's den, favor can find you on your job. If favor can find Joseph in the prison, bless God, favor can find you in the Bay Area. Favor can find you. Because our God is a God of favor. But he's not looking for wimps. He's not looking for people that are going to moan and groan and charge the atmosphere with their doubt and their unbelief and pity parties and violins. He's looking for a people that will be strong and do exploits in his name. Now I realize I'm preaching a strong message. But in reality, for this to change your life and to impact you, it needs even to be stronger. Favor will find you. That's good. I like yeah, it. I Favor found me. Favor found me in a brick institution where they put mentally insane and mentally retarded people away for life. And they had an alcohol and drug unit in the sticks of Minnesota. Favor found me. Favor found me. The love of God found me. The love of God knows you and sees you in your particular situation. Don't you give up. Don't you give out. Don't you quit. Favor is on the way. Woo, glory to God. I'm telling you, that'll preach. Favor will find you. You're going to make it through. That's the attitude you got to have. I'm going to make it through. I'm going to go to the other side. I am not just going to survive. But I'm going to thrive. We need to go from a survivor mentality to an overcoming the world thriving mentality. Amen? You still like me? I'm not taking any popularity contest tonight. No. Awesome. It's the word of but the it's Lord. so true. It is true. Say with me, favor, favor will, find me. will find me. I don't care what's going on in your job. I don't mean that wrong. But it doesn't matter whether so-and-so got promoted and you didn't get promoted. 
If you're faithful, favor will find you. <laughs> you may not get promoted on that job ever, but God will find a way to promote you some way, somehow, if you will simply stay faithful. Because the Bible says a faithful man shall abound with blessings. You think about Joseph. How many of you know Joseph? You know that God blessed the homes that he stayed in, not because of them, but because Joseph was faithful and he had a covenant with God. Oh, glory to God. God will bless. The Bible says the work of your hands. Whatever you do, In 2012, your attitude should be, wherever I go and whatever I do prospers. The business you work for, the warehouse you work at, because of heavy fog in your life, don't be surprised if that place gets elevated. And in the natural realm, if you're not, remember this, God has your number. He's got every hair on your head numbered. And say it with me, favor is going to find me. Now let's quickly go through this in the last five minutes of my message. Are you ready? Thank you, Lord. Okay, so here are some thoughts concerning making sure that you want to experience abundance and goodness and fatness in your life in 2012. Amen? All right, number one, his commitment to us is this, that he will lead us in the paths of righteousness for his what? For his namesake. Number two, our commitment should be to seek him. And that's found in Psalm 25, verse 4, where it says, Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. So that is our what? Our commitment to him. And then in Psalm 19, verse 15 in the Amplified, it says, I will meditate on your precepts and I have respect to your ways. In other words, the paths of life marked out by your law. Okay? Look at that. Psalm 119. And uh, we look at that in verse 100 or verse 15. He says, I will meditate on your precepts and have respect to your ways. The path of life marked out by your law. So, you know, isn't it easy? I mean, isn't it really easy? He's given us 66 books. There's a path. There's a track. God is saying, stop and think about it. Meditate on it. Give yourself to his word. Because it's marked out. And then Proverbs 3, 6 says this. We ought to be confessing this daily. Say this with me. In all my ways, I acknowledge you. And you will direct my paths. And then in Proverbs 3, verse 17, the Bible says that wisdom's ways are ways of pleasantness. And all of her paths are peaceful. The Amplified says her highways are pleasant and all of her paths are full of peace. And then lastly, in Proverbs 4.11, he says, I will teach you in the way of wisdom and I will lead you in the right paths. That's powerful. In other words, God is committed to lead us down the right paths. And it's our responsibility to say, yes, Lord, 
your will and your plan. In closing, the Amplified says, I have taught you in the way of skillful and godly wisdom, which is comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and I will lead you in the paths of uprightness. Everybody stand to your feet. Oh, thank you, Father. Now, with your hands lifted up before we get ready to receive communion, and Brenda's going to come and exhort for a minute along the lines of commitment, declare this with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that as we approach 2012, we clearly see your will. Your plan is to crown this year with your goodness. All of your past. Before we leave our house, say in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over myself, over my family, over my possessions, over my church family, over my city, over my state, over my nation. There's power in pleading the blood of the lamb. As I was praying today, that was so strong in my heart. If I had anything to say about 2012. I know that it's going to be a year of great glory. I know it's going to be a year of great favor, but it's going to only come to those that speak the word. We overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. We have to speak what we see in the word. We have to speak what we believe on the inside of us. We have to have faith in the word of the living God and we have to have faith in the blood of the lamb. I know that everything that's going to happen in 2012 it's not going to be all rosy out in the world but for the church hallelujah we are not going to be conquered we are going to be overcomers in the name of Jesus. Thank God for the word that says in Romans 8:37 in the amplified yet amid in all these things we are more than conquers and we gain it says a surpassing victory how many of you see victory on the horizon glory be to God we are not the victims we are the victors because of the blood of the lamb and I love this verse I just saw this first Corinthians 15 7 in the amplified and then when the chief priest is revealed you will win the conqueror's crown of glory. I'm thankful tonight that I am not the conquered, but I am made more than a conqueror. And I'm going to receive a conqueror's crown, not because of me, but because of him. Because of that precious blood that was shed, we can walk in victory in every single area of our life because of the blood of the lamb we are not conquered by sickness disease by peril by devastation by destruction by accidents yay in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him hallelujah so i want to remind you of who you are and what you possess because of the blood of the lamb there is not anything that comes our way that we are not made more than conquerors. Hallelujah.
So as we receive communion tonight, you can go ahead and begin to pass out the elements. As we receive communion tonight, take note. And on the inside of you, just thank Jesus for what he has provided. We had a wonderful demonstration of the healing power of God tonight. Those stripes upon his back were for our healing. If you're symptom free, thank God for it. And just continue to apply your covenant. We are in covenant with the covenant keeping God. We are redeemed spirit, soul, and body. We are more than conquerors. We overcome every sickness, every disease. How about poverty? On that same day that those stripes he took upon his back for our healing, that same day, that same precious blood provided all that we need. You're here tonight. You need the peace of God in your mind. Apply the blood. When that crown of thorns went down into his precious head, the Bible says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Mental torment has to go in Jesus' name.